Worthy is the Lamb. And behold, I looked, and there before me was the Lamb. The book of Revelation tells us that God gave a vision, an image, a picture, and in very vivid ways describes the Lamb. In this season of Advent, in this season of celebration and of joy across the world, it is the Lamb that has been forgotten. As you and I enter and prepare to get ready to get busy for the month, as we know and have already had our schedules filled with families to visit, places to go, programs to attend, as the rush and the tyranny of busyness takes over, it is the Lamb that is forgotten. Yes, yes, there are places where we see the Lamb on a manger scene as we drive by the neighborhoods, on a picture, on a frame, on our walls, maybe on the Christmas cards that we'll receive in the mail, but the Lamb, the Lamb is all but forgotten. We've even come up with uh, little slogans, Jesus is the reason for the season, but when you wake up, when you get about, when you begin to move and lead your family, the lamb is all but forgotten. Everything else seems more important. How to decorate the house, how to plan the menu, making sure all the invitations are sent, but looking for just the right gift for your loved one or friend, child, co-worker. And the Lamb, the Lamb, the Lamb of God. Behold, John says, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The lamb that was sent to us promised to come as a child. Promised to come to bring to us the ultimate gift of God's love in the flesh. And in the book of Revelation, the prophet is given this vision. And it says in chapter 14, And behold, I looked, and before me was the lamb standing on Mount Zion. And with him there were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from the heaven like the roar of rushing waters and like the loud peal of thunder. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures. And no one could learn this song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed. It was the lamb that was promised in the beginning of our history. It was the lamb that God promised in Genesis chapter 3. And I will send a child, the offspring of the woman. It was the lamb that was promised. It was the lamb that came that cold winter night. It was the lamb that chose to leave heaven's realms and the praises continuous of angels to come and to live and walk among us. But make no mistake, this lamb is worthy. 
worthy of glory. And at the close of earth's history, the book of Revelation foretells that when the Lamb returns, when we celebrate the Lamb's second advent, it will not be quietly or humbly. It will not be surrounded by barnyard animals. But it will be the Lamb of glory. And the Bible tells us in Revelation that the Lamb will be surrounded by the angels and will be surrounded by the sounds of praises and that there will be among us those who lift his name with a new song. The 144,000, the Bible says, learn a new song. And no one could learn it except for them because they had been redeemed. See, in the running around, in the, in the, in the trying to f- fill up all the to-do lists that we have, the lamb that is forgotten is the lamb of the promise of salvation. That God would send his son to this earth to pay the price for our sins and our mistakes and to redeem us. To give his life in exchange for us. And we, humans, men, women, and children who live on this tiny little speck of the universe have been given this enormous privilege to be rescued, to be ransomed for, to be redeemed by the Son of God. What an amazing and undeserved gift. And that's the reason for our celebration today. As we enter into this season of Advent, we anticipate, we anticipate celebrating that Christmas day, the arrival of the Lamb. We anticipate that he will bring joy and peace and goodwill to men, to women, and children. But there's something that has been lost in our culture and in our history. Revelations 14 says that as 144,000 sang, as they lifted up their praises to God in this new song, Revelation 14, chapter 6 says that I saw another angel flying into the midair and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. And the angel spoke in a loud voice and he said these words, fear God and give him glory. Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. People all around the world enjoy celebrating Christmas because we have uh, changed it from an experience of God's grace to an event in consumerism and buying and, and, and shopping and purchasing and spending. We like to look at this story and maybe tell it in sort of allegorical ways to give something of of substance to our gatherings. But the lamb was promised because judgment is coming. 
God the Father sent the Lamb because judgment is coming. You see, nobody likes to read the book of Revelation during Christmas time. Nobody likes to read Revelation at all. It's a scary book. It's a scary book that talks about a God in his power. It's a scary book that talks about God and his judgment and how he will come with mighty forces to judge the living and the dead. And it is found here in Revelation 14, the proclamation of the first angel. Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth. That's what we are doing today. As Seventh-day Adventists, we commemorate the Sabbath as a memorial to creation. It's like we're saying we worship the God who created things. We worship the God who is our creator. We worship the one who gave us origin, who gave us life. We honor and pay allegiance to him. But for those who don't, for those who ignore Disregard and disrespect this God. Only judgment is left. And the angel gives warning and says, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment, the hour of his judgment has come. And Jesus' arrival as the little lamb is good news because in him, you and I get to escape judgment. There can only be two realities for you and me. Either to be crushed by the judgment of God because none of us are worthy to stand in his presence to look him in the eye. None of us have in us the goodness, the righteousness to look God in the eye. And when he comes, his judgment will crush us. But before he comes, he sent the lamb. And Jesus came as a lamb so that by accepting him, he would be crushed and we would be spared. That's the gospel. That's the good news of the Advent season. That Jesus sent his, I mean, that God sent his son Jesus to come and be among us, to live in our skin to feel our suffering, and to ultimately take our place. Born to you on this day is a Savior, the Bible says. For he will save you from your sins. God has given us the Lamb, and the Lamb has already paid the price. And you and I simply have to claim him as our personal savior. You and I simply have to accept the gift that God has given. You and I simply have to celebrate that the gift was given from God, undeserved but, but available to us and to all. The reason we, we set up uh, a time of worship and a remembrance of Christmas season of the advent of the Lamb is because it allows us to remember that God has already given us salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. It's not so that we can have family get-togethers and exchange gifts, as fun as that may be. It's not so that we can... Uh, uh, get into some routines that we do, traditions year and after year, as enjoyable as that may be, it is to remember and to proclaim 
that the Son of God already came and that he brought good news, salvation. But you know what, friends? Despite the fact that you'll see Christmas trees all over town and, and nativity scenes and, and the pictures and, 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 and hear the songs on the radio at the mall, despite the fact that everywhere those sounds and, and those verses and those images proclaim this amazing gift from God, almost everyone around the globe will be ignorant of the Lamb of the salvation. Most everyone will simply turn an unconcerned eye to this great act of love from God. Most everyone will simply carry about their business. Even if they know, like you and I, that God gave everything in His Son for us, we just simply ignore it. We live with knowledge of it, but in disregard of it. We live as if Jesus is just that little figure, that tiny baby, but not someone that can affect who I am and how I live and how I conduct myself. And the reason for that, I think, is because we have too much pride. Too much pride to recognize how desperately we need him. We live in a culture of self-sufficiency. We live in a culture of abundance and of wealth. And we have somehow been uh, caught up in the lie and convinced ourselves that we have enough to take care of ourselves, that, that we're doing well, that we're prosperous, and that we don't really need any saving. Though we hit uh, challenges at work and at home and in relationships, somehow down deep in our hearts, we believe that if we, if we, we just put our heads down and work hard, we can figure this out. We'll get by. Somehow, we will just overcome the obstacles with our own hands, with our own uh, uh, smarts, with our own abilities. We don't really need a Savior. Yes, we like the songs and, and we like the plays, but we don't really, really need him to save us. Because to, to accept him as our savior would mean that we would have to give up the place of authority in our lives. It, it, it would mean that we would have to pledge allegiance to the Lamb's kingdom. It would mean that we would have to uh, honor him before us. It would mean that we would have to uh, uh, align our lives with his principles before ours. It would mean that somebody else would be our Lord. To call him Savior and Lord would mean that he gets to determine what's important in my life. And, and we just don't really want to do that. Sometimes it's, I think, because of pride. And yet other times, it's because we've also, we're also afraid that though Jesus, the Lamb, might save everyone else, he wouldn't possibly want to save me. But somehow, 
the things that I've done and, and the scars that I carry, Jesus couldn't forgive that. He couldn't, he couldn't pay the price for that. Some of us have been convinced that Jesus couldn't actually save me from my situation. Maybe he can help good Christians and those who have small blemishes, but not me. God doesn't know how deep and dark my sins are. God doesn't know my struggles. And he, I like the idea of a Savior, of, of a land that comes to take away the sins of the world. But I just don't think he can take away my sin. The book of Revelation says, Behold the Lamb. And surrounding him, the 144,000 who had been redeemed. The essence of the Advent is that it's not just a story, a fable, a children's book. It is the truth, the eternal truth that God sent his son and that the little lamb paid for our sins in blood and that through him anyone can be redeemed. That through him and through the power of his sacrifice, anyone can be saved. Not just the rich, not just the righteous, but anyone. The oppressed, the hopeless, the hurting, even you. And that's why we praise him. That's why we lift our voices and our songs and our hearts and we say, I can't believe it, but it's true. You love me. Your love lasts forever and it overcomes every single bad thing I've ever done. And all I've got to do is just give in to that love. Just give in. Just surrender. God has already sent the gift. The lamb has already lived among us. He is here now. The lamb has already paid the price. All that's left is for him to return in glory to redeem us eternally. And the invitation of this season is for you and I to step into that story of the advent. And to come before God, surrender our allegiance to the kingdoms of busyness, of commercialism, and to claim him as our savior. To simply come and surrender and to lay it all before him. To bring my family, my kids, to bring my challenges, my hurts, my anxieties, to bring before him my triumphs and my failures and just lay it all. The shepherds came to the manger and they knelt and praised him. The wise men came to the manger and they brought their offerings of gifts, their symbols of appreciation. The angels surrounded and they brought their praise.
And you and I are invited to step into the story and bring all of who we are and just surrender it to the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb, deserving of our praise. And we will sing a new song. And we will lift his name in praise if we're willing to surrender and surrender it all.